0: We're here to shine a light on the forgotten generation. This is the Modern Gen X Woman Podcast, and I'm Jackie Gadeen. And I'm Amy Bishop.
1: We're business and career coaches who work with women like you. And we are pissed. You should be too. Because we have not been seen or heard, and
0: that changes now. Listen up, because we're going to share with you insights and ideas to make these years our best years. F U Midlife. Midlife.
1: Look great for your age. I didn't think you were a day over 40. You're too experienced. I think we need someone with more tech experience. Good for you for starting a business at your age. You still play basketball? I can't believe how fabulous your skin looks. What do you use? These statements may seem like innocent comments, but they're contributing to the negativity associated with aging. This episode was ignited by Crunchy Tail's recent article, Disrupting Daily Ageism. We know for perceptions to change, there need to be more
0: voices. This is ours. Hey, Mimi. Hey, Jackie. Hello to everyone listening today. We are really, um, really want to dig into this whole idea of ageism. First of all... I am really amazed by the movement that is happening around ageism yeah. and going gray, menopause, and menopause, and owning your lines. And I think this is a tremendous achievement for our generation because because it's women forty plus that are actually pushing to change this conversation. And when we saw this uh, article on Crunchy Tales, and we're going to link it below we were like this is exactly it and and this is why we love to have partnerships with companies like crunchy tales because mm-hmm. the more people the more voices we have around 40 plus in every different sector the more likely it is that we can change the conversation and empower women listening so i hope that's how you feel at the end yeah, of this episode yeah and quickly
1: let's just give a call out to Michaela who heads up crunchy tales she's a stunning Roman woman, and she, and and Crunchy Tales is an online magazine. It's actually beautifully illustrated, but their mission is to reset the meaning of middle age, and they're doing a phenomenal job.
0: They are, and we're going to help them do that, and we're going to help you do that, right? So first of all, I need to say, if you listened to the opener, you see that we changed it. So we wanted it to feel fresh and light, and also kind of a nod to that that statement of midlife, because when people say midlife, everyone like cringes over it. And it's just one of those things that we wanted to kind of poke fun at.
1: Yeah. And the other thing is also when we say midlife, I think we all get certain connotations. And yet I find when people say, hey, Gen Xer, like they're really proud of that. Or even to say that they're 40 or 50 they're really owning it like you just turned 50 you're really proud to be 50 I'm going to be 53 in a couple of weeks and I'm really proud of that I am too I'm also having it, a hot flash
0: So <laughs> <laughs> welcome to 53 right Mimi <laughs> oh. so one of the things I want to want to say like I have to be completely transparent here Uh, it's hard. Turning 50 was hard. It was hard? Because I think that I felt like, wow, this, you know, my body is changing Mm -hmm. and how do I own that? And how do I get comfortable with it? And I have more lines. And so this transformation year was a lot harder or or leading up to it, I think. And then I realized that it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. I feel strong. Mm -hmm. I feel capable. I feel sharp. I feel Excited, but I think that a big reason was because I remember being a young girl and saying to my grandmother, Grandma, how old are you? And she said, You should never ask a woman's age, you keep that a secret. Mm. So that was my first kind of foray into. Was this your mother's mother? My mother's mother. Okay. And that was the first for- foray into aging. And now when I think about it, I'm like, WTF. Um, do we have like an, ex- why should I not say my age? Do I have an expiration date? Do I right. like spoil like no. milk? No. Um, but we that's age how we with, age. With grace. We're more like wine than we are yes. milk. Yes. But it is our society and our culture doesn't actually um, support aging. And, and recently I saw there was a LinkedIn course and it was like how to work with um, the older generation. And I was like, what it's insulting. The-? It was so insulting. And I was like, we don't, there's just so much chatter about how we need to... that people have to work with us differently. And I think that it just shouldn't be that. It Every generation needs to be working together to understand how we work. But it do, it's not a negative. And yeah. It really bothers me. Yeah,
1: well, what really jumped out at us was when we were reading... Actually, we had recorded another episode for this week. And then we saw Crunchy Tail's article. And this really jumped out at us. I'm going to read the line. So in the article, Barbara London, who is an expert in health services and care management for aging populations, and this is a quote directly from the article, ageism is alive and well and often unconsciously practiced in the workplace, in healthcare, and in everyday life. Yeah. And when we read this, we're like, let, we, I swear to God, we were like, let's write an yep. episode we're, right we're... now. We're recording it. We pushed everything else back
0: because yeah. we felt so passionate about getting this message out. Yeah, and and ageism is real. Like we are so um bombarded with this idea and I know that it's that that many companies are trying to shift it. But anti-aging creams, cleansers, um you know, all of these things that are pushed, Botox pushed to force us to not accept aging. And I don't care if you get Botox. I've gotten Botox, Mm -hmm. right? I I admit it. I've gotten Botox. That's my choice. But I don't feel like I should be forced to do it. Or it should be because you want to. But minimize because I look older. Like, I I should age gracefully, however that looks for me. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think especially in this culture, you have to just also take it where it's coming from because in cultures around the world and I'm, I'm not an expert on this but i you know in i believe in some asian cultures right where like the elderly are really revered yes. and then even you know i love france french women you know women of a certain age they're very again they're they're really much more revered than they are here in the united states here in the united states it's like you turn 25 and you're old it's not even realistic and even as a young person people are modifying their bodies to be a certain Bull bullshit yeah well it's like a 30, bullshit yes. standard you know yeah. you're one season you're too heavy and next season you're too skinny it just it doesn't make any sense so we have to really take it from where it's coming from also yeah. because this is it's just it's it's really man made
0: it is Woman-made, it's you know. but it's, it's just ingrained a joke. it's a joke i'm going to share something i wasn't going to share but it just happened yesterday so i'm going to share it so my nephew is 14 I'm going to try not to get upset. My nephew is 14 and had a uh, traumatic brain injury recently. And he has been having a lot of trouble. And he is in a wheelchair currently. And he um, he can walk a little bit, but his whole right side is is struggling and, and paralyzed. And so I went online last night because I like to send different things to him. And I said, you know what, I haven't thought about sending something f- for his wheelchair, like, Mm -hmm. could there be something fun I could send for his wheelchair, and I went online, and everything was, uh, fabulous grandma, grandma still races, grandpa this, and I was like, wow, it's even to the point of wheelchairs associated with old, and I was like, oh, that's not true, how many people have had disabilities or problems, and I just felt like it was, it just, re reverberated throughout me like how there's a disconnect in this world and how we have stereotypes of like if you're in a wheelchair you're old or you're old and you're infirmed right? right and that's just it just bothers me you know also I have to like I think back
1: to my younger self I really kick myself I remember one time my boss Robin I loved him like he was had to be my favorite boss ever and he was my age when I was working for him, and I printed out notes for him to read at a meeting. And he's like, "Can you make them bigger? I can't see them." So as a wise, we had a great, we have a great relationship. We're still friendly. As a wise ass, I printed it out in like fifty point type, and I'm like, "Here you go."
0: And he's like, "Ah, you know." It's funny. but but, is it funny though? Yes, it is. Because he did say I I can't. No, no. He did say I can't see it. Okay. And also, we do also have to admit, and we kind of talked about this when we were writing this episode, that we do change, right? Our brains change. Our cognitive ability changes, right? We're talking about this next week in the focus episode. So it does change. So we also need to be cognizant of that, but it doesn't make us any less awesome.
1: No, it doesn't make no, and especially awesome. also, we're talking, we're in our 50s, we're not in our 90s. Yes, you're right, like by the time we're 80, 80, I see it with my father, like my dad is
0: really starting to decline, he's getting up there. And there are a lot of people you know, though at 85 that are doing that are vibrant. Exactly. like my mom just is about to turn 80, she had really severe health issues this last year, but it's, it's at 79, 78, 79 before this all happened... She was a bull. My grandmother was ninety three and was a bull until she got sick. My like, grandmother was ninety five and she was yeah, yeah. She was pretty fierce. Like you didn't want to mess with her. No, and so like there is there is this this BS right that is thrown upon um, us as we age, and and there's there's a lot of ramifications for this too. And I'm not going to go into all of them, but you know the one thing is we as you know we're going to move into this idea of business and corporate and all of that, but companies really need to think about and. The government really needs to think about as people are are living longer. What are the things we're going to put in place for those who want to still work? Yes, because yes. they need to or they want to, and they can't retire, don't want to retire at sixty-two or sixty-five when they're quote-unquote forced to. So there's there's a big shift, especially as um, as people are aging, and there'll be a lot more people in the in the bubble of 65 and older at in, you know, 2060. So that's going to be really interesting too. But that's not what I want to talk about. I do want to talk about this idea that, you know, I feel like where we were 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago, we have become a very woke society, right? We are not tolerating racism or stereotypes or hatred in the same way we used to. Not that we used to, but it just wasn't as vocal. We didn't have social media in order to expand and megaphone out the negativity that was out in the world. Right. Right. So now we have all these companies with diversity and inclusion and equity and that's a big part of their ecosystem, quote unquote. And they're building out departments and hosting trainings to do this. But if and but it doesn't include ageism. They know they think it does, but it doesn't. So, you know, if any type of discrimination is frowned upon, and it's just not tolerated. And one comment about a race or a religion or a sexual orientation or sexist or mental health issues, you'll be canceled. Right. You'll be fired. You'll be demoted. But you talk about someone's age and nothing happens. Right. You don't hire someone because of their age and nothing happens. You make a comment about um, about their age and nothing happens. Like, so. We haven't. There is no equality. We aren't reason to standards, and the age could be anything. Like fifty, you know, fifty is quote-unquote old in the tech world well I was just gonna say that yeah. I, I would even imagine in the tech
1: world maybe even 30 would be they 35. say it's about 35 they okay. say it's 35
0: yeah. and so and I want to so I'm gonna do a little pop culture thing here as Mimi knows and she's gonna laugh because she still can't believe it but I am a fan of the real housewives of almost anything it's just <laughs> you can judge me all you want but it's like no just me here. and all of that and I think the franchise over the last couple of years has done an incredible job of diversifying their cast. And it's a breath of fresh, fresh air they're bringing on um black women, asian women. Um, they haven't brought on uh, anyone homosexual yet, which I think should be coming. They should
1: bring tra- a transgender or trans- woman on. on. That would woman be pretty on. amazing
0: right. actually. Um and so but and I would love that. But what's changed about the show is there's this undercurrent Of race now on the show. So everything is about waking up the other cast members, or everything is about, um, you know, I'm going, you you said you don't see color, and I'm going to lash out at you. and, And that's, and that's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. What I do find really bothersome is in an episode, there was an Asian cast member who made comments about all of the women being old. Mm. And that's because you don't get it, Karen. Or that's why you, okay, Boomer. And there was no backlash. There was no backlash. So could you imagine if I said to a millennial, "Hey, girly, mm-hmm. hey, kiddo, hey, scout," I would get, I would get just demolished, right? Right. right. What is why are we allowed to? put judgment and make comments for women who are older when if it was flipped around or if they're if they're um, a race or religion or a woman or sexist or homophobic it's not allowed and they're all bad especially for you know a category
1: women 40 plus 50 plus I mean we are disenfranchised this is everyone knows it right and so to say it on tv yeah. It's almost like an extra stab in the heart. A it little is. Bit.
0: And just like it is for someone who's Asian, Asian or someone who's black, it's, it's like, how do you say these things that are They're so hurtful? hurtful and... I think the other thing is I can't change my age. You can't change your race. You can't change your religion or what you believe, if that's what you believe, right? You can't um, change your sexual orientation. So why am I getting judged for it? Why am I getting put down for it? For something that's very natural also. This really, really needs to change. All right, before we
1: dive in, I do want to talk about, we have an upcoming workshop. It's not even a webinar. It's an interactive hands-on workshop confidence so if your wobbly confidence is keeping you in a job you hate or it's keeping you from really you know going all out and building your business we want you to register for our free interactive workshop called confident at 40 plus own it without giving an F yes (laughs) you're going to learn a transformative way to build unshakable confidence from your core it's gonna make such a difference and these will really impact the changes that you want to make professionally. It's happening on Tuesday, December 6th at 1 p.m. Eastern, and you can save your spot by going to www.moderngenicswoman.com backslash confidence, and I will also put a link in the show notes. You're not going to want to miss this. Like I said, you're going to have the
0: opportunity to work directly with Jackie and I on this workshop. Yeah, it's going to be wonderful. And, you know, it's interesting. For all the work that we do with women on – Lots of aspects of their, uh, of growing their professional success confidence is always underlying no matter what confidence is always an underlining um, yeah I mean if you are really confident you're it doesn't really matter when someone makes a stupid comment because you're like
1: whatever that's on you but it's very rare
0: right especially for women 40 plus because we just we we what's interesting and then we'll talk about something else right we'll move on but what's interesting is women tend to be confident in certain things about themselves but when it comes to professional success they really waver yeah yes you know they can be confident who they are as a woman and all of that. But when it comes to professional success, we see that wavering. And there are a lot of reasons for that. And we're going to talk about it in the webinar. So come on. I mean, the workshop, come on over and join us. We'd and join us December 6th. Okay. So Jackie and I had a little bit of a disagreement when we were coming up with the
1: material for this episode about this next point. And, and she
0: changed my mind. And I
1: changed her mind, yes. which is rare. Usually I don't.
0: No, oh, yes, you do. Do I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. But do. I did change your mind. Yeah. And you
1: were like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. you were really... So I said, you know, we're not your, your mom's 50-year-old or your grandma's 50-year-old. And what I meant by this is there's something set like to be said about 90 being the new 50. So I have seen pictures of my grandmother at even younger than me in mm-hmm. my 40s. And she looked like an old woman. Yeah. She looked like an old woman. And, I mean, that's... We're talking eighty years ago, right? I don't even think it
0: was just the gray hair, right? Because a lot of women now have gray hair, and it's it's fabulous. I think that there was this culture of the old maid, right, or the spinster after you get to a certain age, and you just they just felt it it was just a different culture, and they they slowed down, and they right they they were um, they just had a different way of living and different Different responsibilities, and. Um, they were in the home more, so they probably felt like they didn't need to look a certain way or get dressed or or were encouraged. I mean, maybe they didn't
1: have the money, right? right. Because they were
0: dependent on a spouse and the spouse was like, you know, well, they were slower. I think like, I think about my mom, my mom has always been not slow. Like my mom, you know, up until you mean like active, active, right? Up until pre COVID, she was doing Zumba and Tai Chi and yoga and, um, like Anything she would just be doing that all, and so I look at her and I'm like, "That's what I want to be." But when I looked at my grandmother, she was she would do things. She would walk. She was very independent, but she wasn't physically active either. Right, right. Um, so that also Could was do. different. Mm-hmm. But so things have changed pretty dramatically. And when
1: I said to J- so Jackie's like, "Yeah," but that's not the point. And I said, "Well, the point is this. The point is that we are still internalizing that, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have not changed what we." you know, that that thought around it. Well, my grandmother was an old woman by the time she's 40. And that's something that we really, you know, it's compounded with age stereotypes that are being reinforced by TV and media, right? Where like, I mean, we'll talk about this in a few minutes, like Blanche from The Golden Girls, yeah. right? How old do you think she was? You know, was supposed to be. Well, guess what? She was fifty on the show, yes. right? So these are things that we've internalized, and I also do find myself sometimes talking about, oh, I can't find my glasses. Oh, my back hurts.
0: I'm getting old. I say it, I'm getting old yeah, a lot and, I and I've been trying lot. to catch myself because I'm like, why am I saying that to myself? Right. And I, I will say- It perpetuates the bias. It does. And, and and one of the things I think that can help all of us ladies, if you're listening to this, I, I want to share something with you. I work out, as Mimi knows, pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, I like to do strength training. I like to feel strong. And- I have seen that I'm just not as strong as I once was mm-hmm. and I would sometimes beat myself up and saying oh, i'm getting so old or i'm getting older i'm like yeah and I realize it's okay I'm still strong yeah I don't have to, i think we need to we can mourn what we were but just for a minute and then accept where we are yes and if we can do that and say wow I remember when i could but I get to still do this, right. if we could just shift that, it can really change the way we talk about ourselves. Because I don't think we really mean it a lot of times to be degrading about ourselves, like I'm getting old or, you know, this kind of stuff, but we say it. And then once we put it in our heads, right, our subconscious holds on sure. to it like it's truth. Yeah. So that's one of the things I just want you to think about, ladies, if you say things like, it's so hard to lose the weight at this age. I, I'm heavier than I've ever been. Like, so, okay, um, but love where you are and be grateful for where you are. And do the things to make you feel healthy without worrying about how that looks on the outside.
1: Yeah. And I just want to add one more point to this, which is let's be careful about how we are talking about this in front of the younger generation. So what I mean by this are my, my nieces and nephews, right? I, I very often will say, oh, you know, how old do you think Aunt Mimi is? And they'll say, they know how old I am. And then I'm like, am I old? And they're like, yeah, you're old. You mm-hmm. know? My daughter yeah. says yeah. you're old all the yeah. time. But, you know, when you're 10, 12, 14, yes, old. 30 feels old. Right? right? So let's put that in perspective. But let's not add to that narrative. Right. right? Because I am saying, yeah, you're right. I am old. Ha, ha, ha. It's not that funny. No. And no, I'm not old. But it's all perspective. But too, it is perspective. Right? But you know what? It's also
0: showing them what fifty is. Right. But they would call us twenty-two-year-old old. Because well, I'll, I'll tell you yeah. this story. That's funny. I'll just go on a you know story time with Jackie. But when I Scott and I were the last to have kids from all of our friends, and Scott's one friend had his son really young. I think he got married at twenty-four. Had. Andy at twenty five or twenty six. So we were with them when he was young, and and they all had nieces and nephews. So we would go there for parties all the time. Lived in Jersey. Scott's best friend, and I always loved kids. Like I was the one out of all of anywhere I went, I'd be sitting down and playing with the kids. And one, time, I didn't know that about you. Oh yeah, I was like the the I was the fun aunt or the fun friend or whatever. I, loved I love being, being the kids. fun
1: aunt, but I, I no I don't, I get I in my like kids. Yep, yeah, I get in there. So anyway, so, I'd rather bars. be with old
0: people. Old, elderly, like
1: older, older people I really enjoy. Yeah,
0: well, I like to be with kids. And so I was playing with them and doing the stuff. And then one of them says, how old are you? How old are you? And I was... 29 at the time, or 30, and they were like, you're old, and I was like, huh, right? And and I'll tell you another story. I had um, women that I used to work with, so I was 30, and I was having a Christmas party, and I had two young assistants that worked with me, and I said, I'm going down to, there was a little boutique up the block called Pookie and Sebastian that I loved (laughs) in Manhattan, and so I'm like, I'm gonna go up there and buy an outfit at lunchtime. They're like, we'll come with you. So they came with me, Becky and Laurie, if you're listening to this, I'm calling you out. They come with me. I put on some jeans. I get this really cute top. And I was like, I feel good. And I come out of the dressing room, and they're like, Jackie, you look hot. You know? And mm-hmm. I was like, well, thank you. And I go, and I'm like, I'm going to get this. And I go to change, and Becky's 22, 22, 23. She goes, I hope I look as good as her when I'm her age. <laughs> right? So it's all perspective. It right? is perspective. And some of it, you have to laugh at, And I still, t- I teased her for 10 years when we worked together over that. But it is perspective. But it's also like this. This idea that aging has to look a certain way. And right. Like that's what we have to stop. Yeah, exactly. Right? And feel a certain way. And I think the biggest,
1: um, I don't know, the you know, the biggest component to this is changing the
0: way media portrays us. Oh. Right? Yeah. Like, this is a
1: huge problem.
0: It is. I mean, a celebrity hits midlife and gains some weight, and Twitter just explodes. Right, right, right. right.
1: And also, what about when we had the Sex in the City reboot recently, right? There's been a big span of time with these women, and they look older. And there was all of this talk about... Kristen Davis, maybe being a little bit rounder. I think she looks stunning. She looks like she
0: did have maybe a little Botox or a little work. Sarah Jessica Parker does look older. Yeah, and people are right? like, oh, she looks haggard. She looks yeah, tired. I mean, you know, Miranda, Miranda's, uh, um, I can't remember her real name, but uh, Cynthia Nixon's gray hair. Like, people had a lot to say about them. Not their characters, but about them and them. them aging. And what bothered me the most about it was, if you saw the show... Big, got big. He got old. <laughs> he got red. His face got red. He Jelly, didn't look great, right? But nobody said a comment. No one says about a his, word about it. Well, because they, yeah, they're what do they call it? Like distinguished. distinguished. Well, women that's like
1: women. I had gotten a friend a card. This is a couple of years ago, and it was something about about aging. Like you know, like you're you're like a fine wine. You're like cheese. You're like George Clooney. Like you know, George Clooney. Yes. gets with it. he's a good-looking guy. He does right, but his wife is stunning. But she's a lot younger. Not that much younger than him. I don't think she's that much younger. No. I think she's a little younger. Oh. Well. But that, that
0: it doesn't matter. It because doesn't matter. It's still the people. point. Right.
1: It's still the point. Right. You know, You're it's just like, right. what celebrity, would you say, you know, would you put Heidi Klum on there? Oh, you know? They should. They should, because she does look amazing. She has gotten better with age, but I don't think you, would, no, it wouldn't it, be funny. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be funny. It wouldn't be funny. George right. Clooney is funny. Right. Because they think of because, because men
0: yeah. age gracefully. Yeah. And, and he does look good. I'm not saying he doesn't. right. So let's talk about ageism in advertising, Mimi, because there is a big misnomer about the spending for women forty plus. Oh, and this is what, gonna knock your socks off. And what they spend on? Because I don't know about you, but if I see one more, um, you know, drug commercial with people with gray hair, I'm gonna scream. Like there are people that are in their thirties with diabetes. Why are we right. showing only people with gray hair? It right. just drives me nuts. Right. It does me crazy. Sorry. Sorry, Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, women over 50 have spending power, listen to this, of $50 trillion. So, marketers, why are you
0: not advertising to us in the way we see ourselves? Yeah, and I want to give a nod to this, the agency Fancy, who actually Mm. has a division Mm -hmm. in their agency that um, specializes in marketing for the 50 plus. Market. I thought and that's I the only thing they did. No, no, no okay. they don't. They don't okay. only do that, that, but they do have, they've kind of cornered the market on that. And I also want, there's another company we're actually talking with them next week and they are, um, she's an, she runs an agency for, um, her name is Rachel and she runs an agency for women over 50 who want to model whoa yeah so we're going to be talking to her too and yeah we want to bring these kinds of women onto the show yeah because we think that this is where our show is going to go which is bringing these dynamic women who are behind the 40 plus movement with us so more yeah we're really
1: excited about that you're going to hear a lot more you know i just recently canceled my harper's Bazaar subscription and this was difficult to do because it's like one of the last print magazines mm-hmm. I get and I love my print magazines but every episode or every issue has some 20-year-old I don't even know who she is mm-hmm. there's no there's very little nod towards nod towards older women
0: or you know my age group yeah. Just not appealing to me. And what's what's ironic? Think about this: as you're listening to this, who is the la- who are the last people that read magazines? Right, women. It's, it's women, women forty in, yeah, plus, and we miss them. And we miss them. And I yet wish War
1: magazine would come back out. Yeah,
0: there's just no there's no um, there's no alignment between your audience and who you're portraying. And I know that you have to do some of you know there should be just um a, a wider array. I'm not saying we don't. Highlight the twenty-somethings. Of course, we do. They're the up-and-coming, and we should not. We should be raising them up too. But we need to be talking about the women in thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and how much they are embodying fashion, right? Oh, and you know, yeah. another another nod um, to a woman that Rachel. Actually, I apologize. The woman who runs the agency isn't Rachel, but um, Rachel who runs VNV and it's a shopping site for right. women. Right, you got to check this out. It's called Shop
1: vnv.com they're going to be launching soon but you can go over there they've got great editorial yep. i'll put it in the show notes i'm so excited about what they're doing
0: yeah because they're actually curating Fashion for women that feel like there are no options for us to be trendy that fits, and they're doing a lot of great stuff. So yeah, and you know, I want to point out we don't get this is not affiliate. I would make a note
1: if it was affiliate links that we were getting, but we're not. We're just so excited about
0: what we're seeing out there in the marketplace. This is our time. This is what this is about, right? So why we do what we do at Modern Gen X Woman is because we want to make Generation X the wealthiest female generation, right? And we want to make you wealthy in money, in happiness, in, um, in... I don't know, everything else, Love, right? Friendship, Love, everything. friendship, relationships, and fulfillment. F- yeah, so all of that is important to us, and that's why we get excited and we want to share with you some of the things that may be interesting to you as you're expanding and um, embracing these years as your best years, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I want to really dig into ageism in the workplace, because it's really a problem. Um, And we could do an entire episode on this phenomenon, because it really is atrocious. But I want to share a couple of stories. I had a client who came to work with me, and she was 58 years old and wanted to support, wanted support going um, into a new company. She had been at a company for a while, and she wanted to make a transition. And she was really buying into this idea that her past, that her past um, was really going to hurt her and that her experience had an expiration date on it because she was 58. She's like, they're going to look at me like I'm going to retire in four years, but I don't want to retire in four years. And it's just not true. Um, and here's the kicker. She was talking to a recruiter and the 20 something recruiter told her not to dress frumpy, right? In this conversation. And, um, she was like, so here she is. She was like, I, okay, Jackie, I can do this. And then she goes off and has this conversation with a 20 year old, um, (sighs) recruiter and she didn't use the word frumpy. I forget the word she used, but it was, it was a word like, make sure you dress to reflect um, the youth of the company. It was like one of those kinds of things. Okay. And so basically, she's like, so basically, frumpy, right? And so, um, you know, it's comments like this that, and, you know, you need to take years off your resume, you need to limit your resume experience, um, dye your age, don't let them know your age. That really hurt dye us. your age. What is it? D- dye your hair. Oh, dye your hair. Okay. Yeah. But um, so it's all of these things, and, or you're not up on tech. These are the things that are really holding us back. And the more we allow society to dictate how we're going to go about getting a job, the more this is going to be self-perpetuating. But that's a hard thing to do when you need a job, right? Yeah. So it's really about being confident in your experience and um, you know really owning that and recognizing that uh, you don't want to be in a company that doesn't appreciate or value your age and experience right that's, but that's on right. the flip side you do want to stay relevant with yes.
1: technology and of course you, you know do. keep your skills relevant also I but mean, it's that's just an assumption it's yeah. not
0: that you're not it's just the the assumption and right. you know this is the last and biggest remaining bias and it's been allowed um and they will never like organizations won't publicly admit that they do this but many organizations will program the ats software to weed out resumes of older candidates. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yep. They also do that for names that are quote unquote unrecognizable. Right, so like an ethnic name. An ethnic name. And there, you know, no one's talking about all of these things. You know, the other piece of this that we're not talking about is the health course the health costs for companies goes up, right? As they hire or bring in older employees Mm -hmm. and that is a consideration for them but yet I'm 50 Mm -hmm. I have great health Mm -hmm. I uh, don't smoke I am not obese I don't have any underlying conditions and yet I am paying the same as a 20 year old who has diabetes who is obese who because I'm 50 or I'm paying more because I'm 50 Right, right, right? right, right like this is just not – none of this works, right? right? The whole system needs to be changed, and um, and it bothers me. Yeah, well, another frequent thing is when companies will
1: have – and I'm putting this in quotes – a reorg.
0: Mm. That's
1: a great way to push a whole bunch of older people out. And it happened to me, right? Yes. Right? And they, then we all had to – then they have to prove their point that it wasn't an ageism thing because – Really hard to prove. Well, what, yeah, what they do is they put everyone's um, – They put everyone's title and their age. They don't put their name, obviously, but you can figure out who is who. But then they have a couple of people, like they had like one or two people who were younger. But these are the people they wanted to get rid of anyway. Right, because they weren't doing a good job. They weren't doing a good job. They were going to get fired anyway. They just lumped them into the Mm reorg and to show that it's skewed, you know, with one or two ages that were under 40. Yeah.
0: It's, you know, it's it's pretty clear what it is. It is. It is very clear.
1: All right. Let's talk about the phenomenon of the invisible woman, right? (laughs) So we've been talking to lots of women in different spaces. We were just saying this before as we are really reaching out for different partnerships and to create a coalition. And we're hearing the same thing, that women don't feel seen or heard, either in their lives or by the media or at their jobs. They're just feeling like they are completely invisible and overlooked. And it's a
0: really awful feeling. And we hear this as coaches for Gen X women who have been called the forgotten generation, the generation of good girls, of workhorses, of right. harmony makers, and none of oh, this has, makers, yeah. yeah, and none of this has helped us. You know, there's we're going to be doing an episode on this in the in the coming weeks as well. I just shared this article with Mimi, but there's this um, this phenomenon that there is almost like a, a what they call like a passion tax for people who are passionate, um, and also this idea that there are all of these smaller jobs or all of these segments of workers that don't are, aren't seen for the value they contribute because they cont- contribute all the things that keep the shit going. Oh,
1: yeah. But
0: they're not the, as big or they keep the shit going during the day and then they're doing their other job at night. So there's a lot of this going on. And those tend to be the older workers who have a very, very different work ethic because we grew up in that yuppie era. Like, right. The, that era where, you know, when we weren't yuppies, right? But the 80s where everyone started working longer and yes, there were no and was no more really lunches and it was a Badge of honor. Yes, yeah, so this That's is right. this, so we need to switch and swing the pendulum. But we, as Generation X women or women forty plus, we can't lean back anymore. And if you're listening to this and um, you feel like. They're you're being, you know, you're the ones holding down the fort, you're the ones not being seen or overlooked for your contributions. I'm challenging you to reach out to us, reach out to us or join our Facebook group, Modern Gen X Women. Spend time with us because we talk a lot about this and we want to support you. Or you can reach out to work with us one on one because now is our time. This is our time. It's not about waiting, it's not about hoping, it's not about. Um, wishing that you're going to get noticed, it is time for us to take action. Oh, so yeah. I'm passionate about it. Yeah. <laughs> I love when you get jazzed
1: up. I do get jazzed You know what I was thinking of in my head? This is so silly. So when you said martini lunches, and then it, like it swung back to, you know, lunch. It's like you had lunch at your desk. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I wonder if like this generation will be like, have a,
0: Bring your bong to work. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, d- right. It's like d- I, I was thinking about that when when that when the uh, client told me about the recruiter talking about how she was dressed or how she was going to dress. I was like, nobody would say to a twenty year old, um, make sure you don't make sure you don't smell like pot, right? Because right, the younger right. gender- or cover like, up your tattoo sleeves, right? Stereotype like stereotypes so that the younger generation smokes a lot of pot. Now I would never say that, not, nor do I think it's a stereotype. But that's what you know what he I mean? did. Right, right, like, right. It's, right, just, right. it's un- Unrealistic, yeah, not unrealistic, unbelievable. Yeah, it's just astonishingly
1: annoying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That is a great way. So one astonishingly annoying. I love that. Yeah. One last thing I want to touch on is this whole idea of menopause and the revolution. And I want to give us a give us a pat on the back because I feel like there is really a revolution around menopause, Mm -hmm. and it has been caused by Gen X women. And listen, if there's any generation to create a revolution, it's us. And that makes me incredibly proud as a woman who is going through menopause and will burn up in, you know, like I, she just did. 10 I minutes just ago. did 10 minutes ago. I mean, I was literally Jackie sees me. I'm like, you know, she
0: looked like I did after my workout yesterday. Yeah, it's really <laughs> uncomfortable.
1: It's, it brings up a lot of different stuff. This has not been easy. I don't know how women went through this without saying anything. You know, while they were working or building businesses or whatever. They were embarrassed by it. They were embarrassed by it. And I am so happy that this is really coming out into the forefront, that this is not something to be embarrassed
0: about. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. And I think that, you know, this whole episode is really to shine a light on, you know, how do we respect each other? It's not respecting your elders, right? It's respecting each each other other and respect each other for who we are, for what, where we are in our lives and being open, right? Let's be open-minded about, about everything and we will kind of change the way things go.
1: Yeah. I want to wrap up the episode. By reinforcing the call to arms from the Crunchy Tales article, which is, and I'm quoting again, this means if we want to change the stereotype, we need to be the ones to set the tone for what age is and how it should be treated. And in this country, again, we put so much value in youth, but value should really be on the
0: focus and wisdom that generations bring to the table. Yes. All right. Well said, Mimi. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. We'd love to get your feedback on how this landed for you. And also if you like our new intro. So just email me, Jackie, at ModernGenXWoman.com. And we reply to all of your statements, requests, and thoughts about and our feedback, yeah. yes. So until next week, cheers to your magnificence. magnificence. Modern Gen X Woman is the podcast created with you in mind. If you're inspired by this episode, please leave us a review. It's so important. Look, we know it's not easy for you to stop and go over and leave a review, but it is so appreciated by Mimi and myself. And it really helps other amazing Gen X women like you find us so that they too can become the Modern Gen X Woman.